Hello, Internet, and welcome to Say Report Junior, the podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every week. My name is Zach Sarawick, one of your co-host companion people. And I'm Dale Decker, your other co-host companion person. Oh, it was so it was almost it was almost a solid intro. And I was like, how can I screw this up before I get to the end of the sentence? How can I do it? I, well, I know last week you wanted to screw up my intro, so I was waiting for that. Because you, uh, you like had an intro and you were like, "Damn, it's not my turn." Uh, yep, my brain's my brain fried. I already forgot what that was going to be. <laughs> so it's understandable. You've you've been putting yourself through a lot. I don't know what you're talking days. about. Uh, how have you been before we get to my stuff? Yeah, um, I've been good. I've been, I've been, I've been good. Um, yeah. I'm <laughs> 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 trying, trying to think. Oh, okay. You literally <clears throat> said two things to me before we started. I've got this yeah, and this. Know, this is going to be a good episode. And then you completely... I, I, I know, but I didn't know which one I wanted to talk about first. But I guess I'll just go in the order of a, of things that happened. Um, <laughs> so I got I got to see Dumbo on Thursday, um, and it was great. I really really enjoyed it. And a lot of people are like, "Really? You did?" And I was like, "Yeah. Should to, I not be?" <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> like, to be fair, here's the thing. Between, I mean, I, I don't know why we we do this every time that a a, a live action disney remake comes out where yeah. everybody goes why would i go see that and then everybody goes and sees it and it's actually pretty good there's Except that for beauty and beast <clears throat> which is which out of all of them is the one that made a billion dollars yeah, so what do we which know is like, like... <laughs> insane to me. but yeah i like co-workers they're like oh the reviews have been get are been awful and i'm like first of all you guys should know by now i do not pay attention to the reviews secondly i don't get why because it's like there's unless well Actually, I could get why in, if Disney has, like, their hand in the pot of reviews. Um, oh, don't get all conspiracy theory. Why would Disney bash its own um, because <laughs> Because Dumbo bashes Disney. Oh, uh, well. Like, like I feel hard. like maybe it's, maybe it's <laughs> Tim Burton. Maybe the problem is, because that's the other one, is that it's a Tim Burton movie. And I think a lot of people yeah. at this point are pretty sour <laughs> on Tim Burton at this well, point. I think we all kind of got sick of him, and he yeah. never... We're waiting for him to kind of come back around. Yeah. And I think Tim Burton is sick of Tim Burton and is waiting to come back around at this well, so, point. <laughs> so I was having that conversation at, at work with some, you know, some film people who some other people who are like minded in film and whatnot. And um, they, you know, we were talking about Tim Burton and how I have such like, I don't know, like not anger, not like I guess disdain. I don't know if disdain is even the right word. I don't like Tim Burton. Um, and it's mainly because I didn't, I, I don't like Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't. Which is funny because that's like the least Tim Burton like had to do so, with the making of exactly. the movie. <laughs> so, that's, so that's the thing. So like, I don't, I hate Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, hate's a strong word, but I really don't. I could never sit down and watch it again. Like, but then I, so I watched that movie and did not like it. And I was like, fucking Tim Burton. Like, I don't like you. And then I found out and, like, did research that all Tim Burton did was buy it. Like, it, it released and did all of that. And he was like, I want my name on this. Put my name on this. Isn't Here's like some the, money. I thought he was, like, kind of the main art inspiration behind that, too. Like, his sketches or whatever for that. Because that looks a lot I like some know. other stuff that he has put out. Like that was I always my my understanding was he he came up basically with the vision of the world and then what's his name um 
is it Bekmambatov? Is it Timur Bekmambatov well, that did that? I don't know. The guy that did nine, I think it is. I think he's oh. the one. It was either him or it was the guy that that did uh, Coraline, which is a different guy. Um, well, like that's came in. Leica. Leica does. Well, Coraline, yeah, like yeah, like did the stop motion, but I mean, uh, yeah, the yeah. the person who like directed. Anyway, someone came in and took Tim Burton's, you know, quote unquote vision and made a story out of it. Yeah, I so, don't know. Oh, so it's how, just that, like, I don't know so, how yes. true that is, but I yeah, mean, it probably and, like, is. Tim Burton produced the crap out of it, and so he put his name at the top because he's a narcissist. Yeah, and he, so, did, <laughs> but he didn't really like it. The way that it was presented to me is that he did nothing, um, but put his name onto it. I'll, I will, I have no problem going back now that I am older and wiser, and you know, I'm not a. Uh, what, what year did I watch Nightmare Before Christmas? Junior in college, maybe? I was a junior. So yeah. not even like during its like heyday of it actually coming out is probably the other part oh, to that. Oh, yeah. Like, I saw it, and I also watched it with people who like were way too into it, which is like set the story of my college movie um, experience. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't watch this movie. Why was that? I watched it with people who loved it too much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that it also uh, – Henry Selleck. Henry Selleck is the director. I'm on the page right now. Uh, two other things, by the way. Uh, yeah, so he cre- he's credited with the story and the character. Tim Burton okay. is created with the story and the character. So he probably sketched a bunch of stuff, and then Henry Selleck's the one that actually came in and probably did most of the work on that. Mm. The other thing I'm, I'm more surprised by on this page is that Danny Elfman is Jack Skellington, and I've never known that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that just blew my mind. <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, like, um, I've, always, I've always had this, like – Eh, towards Tim Burton. Um, but the funny thing is, is like, there have been Tim Burton movies that I really enjoy, the quote-unquote Tim Burton movies, because I honestly have no idea what he does on any of his films, well, except I mean... have that aesthetic, which, like, one of my coworkers brought up was that Tim, like, Tim Burton has this aesthetic that people grab onto, and that's what Nightmare Before Christmas was, is that people have grabbed onto the aesthetic of Nightmare, and that's why, like, Hot Topic kind of grabbed onto it, and then all the people who shopped at Hot Topic grabbed onto it, too. So I'm like, that's an interesting way of looking at it, but, like, I don't I don't know. So Tim Burton is always this weird... That's why I don't want to say I hate Tim Burton, because, like, I, I genuinely do enjoy the Alice in Wonderland movies, and um... Are those the only Tim Burton? Oh, like Edward Sciz- Edward Scissorhands is passable. I could watch and that's, it. And that and that that is Tim Burton. Like that is him directing yes, and yes. doing like the art direction yeah. on that. I don't know if he wrote it, but he definitely directed it. Know. Same with same with Beetlejuice. Yeah. And then so, like, directing I've never to seen Michael Keaton Batman. Movie. Yeah. Oh my God, you've yeah. never seen Beetlejuice. No, anyway, no. I don't I don't want to say I don't, I don't. Okay, I'm excited that you might be that like. I'm not going to say it's crazy you haven't seen it because that just happens. Because I'm trying to be I'm trying to be nice about this. Because also I'm very <laughs> upset that you get to watch Beetlejuice for the first time. Yes, I would give anything to watch Beetlejuice for the first time again. Mm. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I want. I mean, it's not that I don't want to, and I didn't even know really about Tim Burton afterwards, um, like when it came out or anything like that. I didn't. The, my first real experience with Tim Burton was through The Nightmare Before Christmas. And it was such a bad experience that I'm like, you're getting all of my anger, Tim Burton. And really, and I and really, what's interesting about that is that that's the end of that line. You yeah. know, Batman and Batman Returns came out in 89 and 90 and yeah. then like, and or 91. And like Beetlejuice comes out in like 91 or 92. Edward Scissorhands comes out in early 90s. So Nightmare Before Christmas is a movie that like, he, you know, someone else made for him because he had the money at that point yeah. to produce it because he had done all of these other things before that. So really, like the Tim Burton that is the Tim Burton career 
post Nightmare Before Christmas is completely different from oh, the Tim yeah. Burton career before that, which is I think is also part of the problem is that after Nightmare, he just coasted. Mm. Like as soon as yeah. he realized he could just put his name on stuff, he started coasting like a mother. <laughs> like, and I think that's what like got to me because I was in college and I was like, you should have to work for your stuff. And then I realized how true, how how not true that is in the world of Hollywood and in the world in general is that, you know, yes, people do just get their names put on things for making a fun. It actually was covered in the episode of episodes I was just watching the other day, <laughs> um, which I will bring up that too. <laughs> but anyways, you know, so maybe that's why, because I was, you know, still learning about the, you know, the whole film industry and all of that and whatnot. And I was like still spry and like, you know, innocent to it. Uh, whatever you want to say. <laughs> so like hearing about a person who's just like, I'm going to give this money and put my name on it. And like, kind of do something but it really you know sit back while everybody else does the work for me kind of yeah. thing and um, he's also like even the ones that he has directly been involved with you know alice in wonderland and then um what was it school for whatever kids oh god mrs perry oh, yes, Gr- yeah. whatever that one <clears throat> he's been doing adaptations basically yes. since nightmares yes. the other parts of that like corpse bride yeah. was like a return for him to go back to that and that's pretty good mm-hmm. and like frankenweenie but the, the reason that those are pretty good is because it's him doing his original stuff and going back. Yeah. But, like, he's done mostly adaptations since Nightmare, yeah. which like, is also not helping. But, like I said, I I I'm really do like the Alice in Wonderland movies. I like the second one, Through the Looking through the looking Glass, I think is what that one's called. I like the second one way more than the first one. But, like, they're fun movies to me because... I don't really have any feelings towards Alice in Wonderland. I'm not, like, in love with it. But, like, the idea of it is cool to me. Um, And the worlds that come out of it are cool to me, too. But, so, like, I thought that was really cool. Just like I think Dumbo was really well done. In that they, they, they took a 64, 68, 64 minute movie. I just heard your glass oh you can hear that like (laughs) clink around and it was a bourbon it was a beautiful (laughs) sound i just it it was beautiful um but like they had to take a 64 minute movie and like basically make it a move like a full length movie i don't know the runtime on on you know 2019 dumbo but what they i mean it's a a disney movie in 2019 i'm assuming at least 120 minutes i don't yeah it was tight like it did not feel long it it like moved very very quickly um and it was just wonderment like it was just beautiful wonderment um i think last year or the year before uh devin my mom and i went and saw dumbo on the big screen it was like a bring back or whatever and i don't think i had ever really seen dumbo before i saw it in the theater for that first time and, like, I just remember sitting there being like, this is beautiful. Like, th- th- I have an adorable elephant who I love. And <laughs> I got this mouse. Who must be protected. Yes, yes. This, 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 <laughs> di- this big floppy, this big floppy little kid that <laughs> yeah. needs to be saved. Yes. <laughs> and he's so cute. And it's like, I'm like, this is beautiful. And, like, seeing, the, you know, pink elephants on parade for the first time on the big screen was insane to me. And I was sitting there, and I remember, like, I think I was sitting in between Devin and our mom, and I was just like, what is, what is happening? I love every second of it. This is terrifying. And I'm like, like, I, 
it was there was this wonderment that I felt for the first time with Dumbo, and I got to relive it with the 2019 Dumbo, and and it's just like when he flies for the first time, it's fa- it, it's really well done, like the the human element to it was uh really crafted well because and, and Devin and I were talking about this they very well could have made it the human story and like sprinkle some Dumbo in there but it still very much remains Dumbo's story the the children kind of learn stuff about the world with Dumbo like it's it's they're learning together but it's still very much Dumbo is the is the key you know he is he he's the key to everything kind Good. of situation um but it was dumbo looks great he he's so adorable still like he's still got his big blue eyes and the the way that they can get his little baby face and uh, he's so <laughs> cute um but like the like he looked really really good and that was something that I'm sure people were nervous about, of, like, having a CGI baby elephant with huge ears. But, <laughs> like, it it felt like there was a real elephant there. <laughs> like, it was actually really impressive. But, um, I don't know. I just, this, this story, like, uh, it was really, really good. <laughs> well, good. I mean, and that like, excites me because I think Dumbo is in that same vein as Jungle Book was, which was, oh, it's one of those move those Disney movies that everybody knows, but nobody ever really sat down and watched. And yes, then yeah. and then the John Favreau like live action one came out and it was great. And yeah. so like this one will probably have a similar thing where maybe it'll stumble a little bit with like critics and stuff. And then once it comes out to like Netflix or Disney's service or whatever yeah. that's coming, like it'll then it'll be become huge again. Yeah. Yeah. Like I cannot wait. Just like I couldn't wait to rewatch Jungle Book. I <laughs> cannot wait to rewatch Dumbo and just live in that world. Like it starts off a little like, oh, I don't like you because I don't like you humans because you're being really mean to this poor baby elephant. But again, that's that's the story of Dumbo. Everybody is mean to him. Right. It's kind of the whole point. That... And also just like the, 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 the bad treatment of animals yes. in circuses and all of that, like is integral to the story. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing too, is that this, this movie really does a kind of a big, it's weird that it's a Disney movie because it does some fuck yous to Disney <laughs> in that the, the, like the, uh, Michael Keaton, this is in the trailer, so, like, Michael Keaton comes and is like, I want to buy out out your circus, and I want you guys to come work at my amusement park, and because cause you have this miracle elephant, and, and I need to cash in on that, you know? So, it's, like, exactly, like, that just feels Disney. Like, oh, you're succeeding now. I need some of that. I need you to come to my to my world, and I will make you better. Or maybe, maybe I will make you better. Yeah. And then, and then they, he brings them to this place called, I think it's called Dreamland, if I'm remembering correctly, which like creepy, like it's a creepy amusement park ride, like amusement park area, like kind of to the, the feeling of um, Paradise Island in, mm. in uh, Pinocchio. Like, yeah. It, okay. it, like it's, it's cool looking, but it also feels really just dark and dank and like i feel gross here um and you get there and he like michael keaton's character like just feels like this huge um you know like 
Disney-esque person. And it's like, this is creepy, and I love every second of it, because I can't believe you got away with this. And then it goes into what, like, what you were saying about the treatment of animals, and, like, the the wrong treatment of animals, because there is a, a section in the amusement park, in the amusement park, where animals are, like, being treated at, or like being shown as beasts that they really aren't so like there's an alligator or crocodile that has like foam um or like rubber spikes like glued to it to make Ugh. it to make it look like a um a dinosaur or a dragon or something there's like a bear that they have that has a chain around its neck um that has just chains like dripping down and it's like mad whatever like so so it does it talks about that too and then you have you have dumbo here who's like was also kind of chained up and his mom who gets chained up because she's you know in the beginning of the movie they they deem her as a mad elephant because she's freaking out because they're about to hurt her baby and so she like gets chained up and it's like all of this stuff of like people not knowing how to handle animals and stuff and and it's also like this is also kind of like a period piece in that this was way before uh i don't know it's a weird period piece because they have technology like they have amusement park rides that are run on electricity but they don't but they are also looking towards the future so like they don't have... I mean, that's very early, like, 20th century, yeah. like, World's Fair type of yeah. area of time. Yeah. So, like, probably 1920s-ish, yeah. probably so in there. Like, yeah. So, I, the world has changed <laughs> its views on how to take care of animals and how to, you know, treat animals. But it's, it's you know, there are still places out there that, that probably don't know how to or that. And, I mean... It's just like all of this, you know, it's all I could go into all of this because I have to kind of live it every day. But, <laughs> you know, it, there, you know, it, it's the world has changed. But in that world, whatever Dumbo is, it's saying, yeah, no, like there are still gross people out there who will abuse animals and who will chain them up and who will just keep them in the same area for hours upon end and not give them anything to play with or 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 any human interaction or anything like that and those are the people who have the problem those are the people who cannot take care of animals <laughs> and we need to do something about that um but it's also like it just takes on some really weird and like deep messages that fit really well <laughs> into the story of this cute baby elephant <laughs> It was good. I recommend it. I highly recommend it. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Actually, that makes me feel about. I mean, like I said, it seems like every time we go through <clears throat> this same like song and dance, every time one of these like uh, remakes comes out, where everybody's like, "Oh, it's going to be terrible." Oh, why'd they go with this person? Oh, what was this going on? And then it comes out, and like ninety percent of the mm -hmm. time, it's like, "Oh, wow, that was way better than I thought it was going to be." Yeah. And like, I don't like. I'm trying. I know that. I know that you don't really care about spoilers that much, but for this one, like, I want to keep some stuff hidden because, like, I, I, I could go on and on, but I would love to wait right. until you see it to have those discussions um, because I could talk about Danny DeVito and I could talk about <laughs> Michael Keaton until the cows come home. Like, I, it would be fine. 
but you know, yeah, I I can't wait for you to see it and for us to have a conversation about it again. Cool. Um, the other thing I did this week, or yeah, this week was go to PAX East. Yay! And I was underwhelmed. <laughs> that sounds about right. That's uh, that's usually how how PAX. Go. That's how a lot of conventions, like the bigger conventions, go. When E three like opened up to the public, so many people were like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to E three, the biggest one of the year." And yeah. then you show up and realize, "Oh, this thing was kind of crafted for <laughs> not a public audience." Yeah. So it's extremely well, underwhelming when you was, show up. It was so weird. <clears throat> and so last year, it was my first time going to PAX, and I loved it loved 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 it had the best experience ever i left with so much energy and like i was so excited and it was because i got i felt like i got to play i felt like i was playing a video game every second like yes while i only left there last year having played maybe i don't know six games maybe 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 seven eight games you know around there this year i left having played five games um which still like kind of you know still in the same near each other and in, in the amount of games i got to play but like last year was uh detroit become human i got to try um the shovel knight you know uh king of cards i tried monster boy uh, i got to try some really cool indie things that you know i still I don't know have got have even gotten released yet or if they have I just haven't seen them but I just felt like I had so much hands-on activity while I was there oh we were we went to this room that had all retro games so like games that I had never gotten to play as a kid I was able to play so there was um there was like a, a meteor type game like that there was I got to play some crazy like vr weird like you're in a mech and you have all of these buttons in front of you like i don't even remember what it was but it was i think it was on the 360 and you had like pedals it was crazy it was crazy the amount of things i got to do last year and this year (laughs) i the biggest game that i got to demo it was biomutant and I know Biomutant. I've heard of, but I feel yes, like I've been like hearing about Biomutant like, for many years. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it was just... announced. It was announced last year, I believe. So, <clears throat> so it wasn't like there wasn't that many things that, and maybe it was just because I wasn't interested in like, like I know Devin got to he got to play Bloodstain. He got to play Messenger DLC. He got to play the new Yacht Club game that was coming out um he got to try like we both got to try a duck hunt gun that works on modern televisions which was cool like that was awesome but the other games that i played were other than biomutant was a pretty cool pc uh game called zed where it's basically you just kind of walk around and you're finding clues. You're walking through the consciousness. Uh, you're watching, walking through the memories of someone who's unconscious, who like needs to get those memories back, like kind of thing. And you're you're walking through, and you have Mr. Id and Mr. Ego constantly talking to you, or talking to each other. And so you're so it's like a really cool psychological like brain game that I love because I like psychology and all that. I love the world of psychology. So that was really cool. And then I got to play three mobile games that are 
uh, that I could play right now that are already have already been released. And I, and I only did that because there were no people there and I got got, uh, gotcha prizes, got, um, gotcha, gotcha prizes. You know, the machines. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. You are saying, I thought you said prices for a game. Yes. Gotcha pods. Yes. Gotcha pods. So the only reason, that's the only reason why I play the mobile games because if you tried each one of the mobile games, you got a coin to get a gotcha prize. And I was like, yeah, free stuff. Why not? Um, so, like, the thing about PAX this year is that exactly what I just said. Oh, I need to play it in order to get the free stuff? Okay, I'm down. Like, last year, I feel like they were just giving shit away. Even if you just talked to them. Like, even if you didn't play the demo. Like, say you had another thing that you wanted to play, but you just wanted to talk to these guys, the, the developers, about something. They were very, like, big on, like, here's a button. Here's our paper. Here's our business card. Thank you for talking to us and engaging with us. Like, thank you for being, you know, for having some some thought about our game. Whereas this year it was you needed to play demos in order to get anything from the booths. Which, like, on some level I 100% get. But there were a lot of demos that I just had no interest in. Yeah. (laughs) That it's like this, like... Like, people are always talking about swag, swag, swag at these conventions. Like, it's part of the discourse. It's part of the culture of going to conventions where you can just walk up to a table, grab a button, maybe talk for a few seconds, and be on your way. Like, it's very much a keep moving kind of situation until you find something that you are 100% like like you are super into. So, it, it was a lot of that. And then it was a lot of just the lines were insane (laughs) this year compared to last year. Um, I I will say that we we showed up maybe an hour, maybe maybe two hours, three hours into the exhibit hall opening because Devin and I got buzzed at Cheers beforehand. Which if that's not a T-shirt they sell, (laughs) it should be. I got buzzed at Cheers. <laughs> uh, it should. And, like, honestly, uh, Cheers was the best part of the day. Like, we – and we had steak later on. Like, those – the bookends of PAX were the best parts of the day. And, you know, PAX was just PAX. Like, I had a good time. I'm happy I went. But, you know, I I didn't have that same energy that I had last year. And all, all of the stuff, like, you, you still need to wait for. <laughs> like a lot of it is not coming out for another year it feels yeah like. we're we're in a we're in a weird part of the cycle like 2017 was huge and 2018 was better than people expected when when gate when as far as yeah. gaming went because, oh, yeah. because 2017 was so big and then 2018 kind of just kept up that momentum yeah. so we are just like people are just tapped at the moment oh yeah they're in the middle of their cycles on top of that um I mean, we're probably I know people keep saying this, but we're it's almost confirmed at this point that we are like, if not sometime during the E3 summer conference stuff this year, sometime next year, we're probably going to hear about, you know, the P- the PlayStation 5 and whatever Xbox comes out with the next and stuff like that, which means that if anybody's working on games for those, they can't talk about them. Exactly. So they're just like hiding in with dev kits somewhere. Yeah. And, and like I went to I've only been to PAX once. I went to PAX back in 2000. 11 when borderlands 2 was coming out which Mm. 
I was talking to Devin about this, how funny it was that Borderlands 3 got announced at PAX this year, and the only other time I've been to PAX was when was Borderlands Border 2 was coming out. Oh, by the way, I waited like an hour and 45 minutes in line to play the Borderlands 2 demo, and of the 10-minute demo, I played seven minutes, because at the seven-minute mark, the TV I was playing on died. Oh, that so, <laughs> It was fine. It was fine because the guy came up and was like, hey, we'll give you a voucher at a time if you want to come back and, and play again. It's like, no, I think I, I don't think the last three minutes was going to be any different from the seven minutes I played. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's Borderlands. Every it. seven minutes is the same <laughs> seven minutes. Um, but but that was it. It was the best thing was that when I went to PAX that year, Borderlands 2 was the thing that me and my friend were going to see. Like mm-hmm. that was it. it was like was like my, my friend Dan was like, hey, do you want to go to PAX with me this year? Because they're going to have a Borderlands 2 demo and then we'll see whatever else is there. And I was like, yes, perfect. And I don't know. I, I mean, I know that pack, I know that Gearbox like announced Borderlands 3 this year, but I don't think they had anything to demo. Mm. And so like, it's not like there was one thing that would have brought me to PAX this year and then everything else would just kind of be a surprise for when I was there. You know, we're in yeah. this weird, what's happening it's, now it's is like a lull point. <laughs> right. It's not just a lull point though. It's that people are starting to figure out that they don't need packs. The same way that they don't need E3 and they don't need all of these other conferences is that, like, the Internet makes conventions kind of useless anymore. <laughs> like, as people are able to reach out to their audiences directly, they can be like, well, we could wait three months to announce this thing by surprise here to 100 people. <laughs> or we could announce it, you know, mm. a month from now and get ahead of everything else that's going to oh, be yeah. announced later and get ahead of all of this. And so, you know, because Devin on uh, Say Report... Uh, last week this week one of the weeks uh <laughs> days this week was talking about how like he knew everything that was going to be there going in yes. and i'm not surprised because you can find that out now not just from things being leaked which was always the problem mm-hmm. is that in order to get ahead of leaks now companies are just like screw it here's we're what we're bringing we're, yeah. here's yeah. what we're bringing three weeks away yeah. from pax here's what we're bringing to pax yeah don't be surprised well and like that's so. i think that's the difference too is that Last year, I was going in kind of blunt. Like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't really have games that I was excited about. I was excited about Detroit Become Human. I was hoping there would be a Detroit Become Human demo, but I was like, if there is, there is. What really got me excited last year was there was going to be a um, Overwatch payload thing. So basically, and if you haven't seen this video, I need to show you this video. Uh, basically, they had a revolving stage that you could go up on. You could be in a group or it could be by yourself. You went up on the stage. You got, like, a prop from one of the Overwatch characters. And you got to, like, do poses and stuff. And it was, like, a looped video. And I waited and I was I saw that. And I was so excited. I was like, this is... I. This was back when I was, like, super into Overwatch still. And I'm like, this is what I am doing at PAX. This is the first thing I am doing. I am getting in line and doing this. And that's exactly what I did. We showed up there. Minute one, I got in the line. Devin went off and played stuff. And I was probably in line for like an hour, like an hour and 20 minutes. Because it was like, that's what I wanted to do. And it was great. Like, I, I have this maybe seven second video now that makes me laugh. And like, I have a good memory of. And then... I walked down the stairs, and the first thing I saw was Detroit Become Human. And I'm like, all right, there is where I'm going now. And I got to jump right on to that demo. There were enough 
um, things, the lines are kind of um, controlled. Like, the lines this year didn't feel really well controlled. Like, the line, they kept capping. Like, I don't remember any lines capping last year um, where they had to physically, like, close off demos. Right. <laughs> and it just felt like there were more people this year than last year, which I don't think this year was prepared for that. Exactly for what you're saying. There's not there's nothing coming out and the, everything that is coming out has already been released pretty much like it, rumors have been confirmed or whatever. So, but the fact that I was able to walk down the escalator, uh, come down the escalator, walk right up to Detroit, become human, watch the guy finish the demo and just start playing. It was maybe like 15 minutes. I was waiting to play a demo. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. Okay. And then we just like <clears throat> continued on. And then we, and I'm fine with waiting in lines. I really don't care. I am, I am a very patient person when it comes to lines. Um, but it just, last year, just, there was more to see. So there was more that I was excited about. This year, there was a lot of stuff that had already been released that you could go and demo. Like there was Kingdom Hearts 3 demos. And I'm like that, that. I could go. I've already <laughs> been in this game. Why, more importantly, why are more you importantly, here? There's no way that a demo can fully get yes. someone to grasp the idea of what the hell is going on yeah. in a Kingdom Hearts game like, at I all. I don't <laughs> understand it. And like, yes, there's always the Final Fantasy stuff, which I don't really have an interest in. There were, you know, and it also there was a lot of games that there was a lot of like retro like. Um, Metroidvania type stuff and a lot of just run and gun things that I'm like I don't like that stuff so I'm not gonna wait in line to play it yeah that's not my that's not my bag either <laughs> like, yeah that's definitely part of the problem yeah and I'm like okay so I I saw Biomutant and as soon as I saw Biomutant I'm like I am trying this game today because I have been hella interested in it ever since it was announced at E3 or it, it, it was brought up at the Sony convention or whatever. And I'm like, I am so interested in this game. I need to get my hand on it. And I looked at the line, <clears throat> the first line, and it was like, so it was, it was too long. And I'm like, this is going to be my entire day is waiting in line for this one fucking game. I, I am going to come back. And then I went to the discord, um, area and the line for Biomutant there too was like super super long and again the lines weren't really being controlled that well so I'm like I I'm walking around I'm gonna find something and then I found like this really cool um alchemy um game it was like alchemia or something it was uh and so I there was a kid demoing it and I'm standing there watching him demoing and I'm like, all I want is a pin, but I'm going to try your game because I want a pin. So I'm standing <laughs> there, and this kid is playing, and like 20 minutes goes by. 20, 30 minutes goes by of this kid play, of this of this guy playing this game, and I'm like, this isn't a this, fucking demo. I was going to say, is this like, one of the devs just sitting at the table yeah, playing the game, like, basically? I was like, this is, this is clearly, it, like, as it was a person, it was, you know, there were developers, it was a... It was very, you know, indie. It was it was a small, it seemed like a small company or whatever, but it's like, just I've been waiting here for like a half an hour to try your game, and that's not what a demo is. Like, this is insane to me. 
Um, so I eventually just left and walked over to the mobile games. So I'm like, I'm going to get something out of this. <laughs> let's, let's do it. And then I finally got to play Biomutant and every single one of my questions for Biomutant has now been answered. And I'm probably going to get it when it comes out or at least I have, you know, um, okay. At the risk of <laughs> sounding, of confusing this with something else, Biomutant is the one where you're like the bunny soldier that's like replacing parts of yourself as you play through the game. Is that what Biomutant is? Um, I'm thinking of a different game. You're not really a bunny. You're more like a raccoon. Oh, okay, raccoon then. Okay, yeah, I did some so sort of the, tiny the... creature, but then like you're, you're like genetically enhancing yourself as you go through the I game. Don't, I don't know you? if you're genetically enhancing yourself. I didn't get that from the demo, and I it, it's basically like there's a plague. Uh, there's like death and destruction, like a plague, a poisonous plague that is attacking the world and the tree of life is dying so everybody is kind of, it's like a post-apocalyptic world that you have to survive in and um it's it's really it's like really cool but yes it's the one that has the cricket the like mechanical cricket and, i got nothing okay, i got nothing right, i mean like yeah, like no. i vaguely remember, see this is the thing like i this is a game that i feel like people keep talking about vaguely but yeah. i have not actually seen anything yeah, no, for no, it no. yet but I was so. like, I was so excited. I'm like, I need to know what this, what, what kind of game this is. I need to know if I'm playing as that character, if it's so. Basically, things about Biomutant that I've learned: you customize your character, which I love. You, it's a very much hack and slash kind of um, play style. So it's 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 third person. Um, it's kind of like the Kingdom Hearts play style, kind of like the Devil May Cry play style, where it like auto tracks people and you just keep. Hitting and smashing and, and going. Um, and it was so much fun. Like, it was a lot of fun to be playing. And the the audio, like, the sound effects are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> In this, like, terrible, bleak world. It's like... <laughs> and it's great. And then there's, there is a section where, like, you gather up dish soap, I think is what it's called. Like, they call it dish soap, the narrator or whatever in the demo. Um, he might have called it something else, but I'm, pr I'm almost positive he called it dish soap. And you get to create this big bubble that you get to just travel in and jump in. Like, it was so much fun. So I'm very, very, like I said, I am very happy with my packs. I'm very happy that I got to go to packs. I'm, I'm happy that I have the information that I have about Biomutant. So it worked out, but it was still, like... Uh, getting getting to that point yes. took some took some doing. Took some time, yeah. Yeah. So. But that was that's it. I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna be going to PAX next year. Like, yeah, I still, yeah. I mean, we'll keep an eye out and like, yeah. especially like. I mean, that's the nice thing is like, what's weird is, we'll see what happens with all the E3 stuff because I guarantee you there's some stuff there that then they'll show off at PAX. They'll like announce it at E3 and then something like PAX is where they'll actually show off the demos of it. Yeah. We just didn't have anything very interesting announced at E3 last year that they could then bring over to PAX. Exactly. But yeah, I mean that's pretty much my week. How's your week? Been? Oh, my week is fine. My brain, <laughs> my brain, Dale. My brain, my Dale's brain. My Dale's I, uh, brain. <laughs> so first nice. things first. First things first. I'm a realist. I um, I I have a new job. Yay! As I as I so lovingly get to explain to people, I'm serving at a bar in a movie theater. Yep. <laughs> for Dale's favorite place, Showcase Cinemas. Yep. <laughs> Is what it is. Devin, they they were Devin really to hire me. Devin's yep. favorite place in the world. 
they're willing to hire me, and Devin made it very clear that I didn't think about the fact that that probably means the entire opening weekend of Endgame I will be working, which yeah. means I don't know when I get to see Endgame. Yeah. But anyway, I'll find that more. I'll find more out about that this week as I go <laughs> in for training and stuff. But but yeah, so um, in this job search, as I was going, uh, one night I decided at midnight of all times that I would rewatch Infinity War because they hadn't since it was in theaters so again at midnight i decided to put on this two and a half hour movie it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> great <laughs> so by 2 30 in the morning with my brain completely melting out of okay. my ears i was thinking you know what it, it's like 20 something days until in, in uh end game comes out i mean really i mean really there's not 20 there's what 20 total um uh... and movies i think i think i'm pretty certain endgame is going to be 21 yeah i think something like that so like realistically especially because I, I mean i've already seen captain marvel twice went back and saw it with my parents oh, seen that twice can't can't sit down and watch that at home yeah. so i'm not gonna have to watch that again i watched ant-man and the wasp back at at like christmas or, or new year's or whatever at a friend's like yeah. during my travel so like didn't have to sit down and rewatch that just rewatched infinity war so really realistically he said <laughs> so optimistically i only have to watch iron man through black panther again yeah why not that's like one movie a day yeah. i didn't do one movie a day though i have just started at iron man and didn't stop because <laughs> because that's what i do oh my God. it's the same reason that i'm nine and a half seasons into bones now <laughs> i can't just not i can't just watch one thing a day that's not how it works for me so i have a question when you're watching these, uh huh, are you like sitting down watching, or are you doing I mean, stuff? I'm tweeting at the same time. Hashtag ZMCU. If you want to look that up, there's a budget. There's a thread oh. for every movie. Oh, it's great. <laughs> there's a thread for every movie. Um, and, and and there are definitely points that like, like Iron Man three and Civil War and a, a, at least one other one where I like watched like the first half and then went to bed and then went like got up in the morning and watched yeah. the rest of it. Yeah. Like that's been happening. But for the most part, yes. I mean, it's me watching the movie and then like tweeting about it. Like that's it. That that's the thing. That's the only thing distracting me from actually watching the movie. Um, which is distracting enough. Believe me, <laughs> I missed. I missed stan lee in iron man 3 i got to the end of iron man 3 i went wait stan lee's not in this movie and it's like oh no he is i just happen to be looking down tweeting at the time <laughs> oh damn so yeah so i decided i was going to sit down and rewatch all of these because most of them i have not seen in years or i've only seen once or anything like that right mm. and i was like sure that shouldn't be that hard of a thing right it's harder than you would think <laughs> yes <laughs> because Netflix currently only has the MCU films that came out in 2017 and 2018 yeah. in them, minus Homecoming for some reason, which was on yeah, Netflix that's... at some point. But at some point it dropped off. So you get Guardians of the Galaxy, and then the next movie is, Star is Spider-Man Homecoming, and Spider-Man Homecoming is just not there. So they only, have, they only have Volume 2, and then they have Black Panther and Ragnarok mm -hmm. and Infinity War. That's it. Yeah. That's all that's on Netflix for MCU stuff right now. Yeah. So I've been like popping them off three dollars at a time on YouTube this whole time. Oh. Except also for some reason, Iron Man Two is on Hulu. I don't know why, but it is. Huh. It's like the only one aside that's from the weird. latest one that's just like available. I have no idea why. Jeez. 
They're like, it's the only way anyone will watch <laughs> Iron Man 2 is hey. you put it up on Hulu. <laughs> I like Iron Man 2. I liked it okay. Is I liked it better than I liked the first Is that people spontaneously time. combust? No, that is Iron Man 3. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man 2. This is the other thing that I, this is the other reason I wanted to do this. So, so yeah. Everything so, Iron is Man 2 Iron is, Man Iron Man 2 is Mickey Rourke as Whiplash and yes. Sam Rockwell. Yes. That's it. That's Iron Man 2. Iron Man 3 is Mandarin and people spontaneously combusting and Guy Pierce and Pepper Potts almost spontaneously combusting at the, all of that okay. is Iron Man 3. I'm confused. I just have meshed the I have just meshed those two films together. Yeah, but probably. I love I really like freaking Riplash the the whole scene on the racetrack best scene. That's it's a really the, good it's scene. So good. That's, the, that's the other reason I wanted to watch these, right? Because you know, 10 years on now, people have all of these opinions about the movies and which ones are actually okay and which ones are worse and all of that. And Iron Man 2 forever <laughs> seems to keep getting slack. Iron Man 2 just keeps, keeps, keeps getting slack. And I don't know why, because Iron Man 2 is great. It is. Mickey Rourke as Whiplash is great. He makes sense as a character. Sam Rockwell, God love him, is trying so hard to, like, bring some humor into this movie that isn't from Robert Downey Jr. My biggest problem with the three Iron Man films is that the only person making jokes in the three Iron Man films <laughs> is Robert Downey Jr. And sometimes John Favreau. Yeah. Everybody else is like in a completely different action movie. <laughs> and then Robert Downey Jr. was like swaggers in. It's like, I'm going to make jokes the whole time we're doing this <laughs> other action movie scene. And nobody else is having it. And so they try so hard to rely on just like him and his charisma for like carrying those whole movies. And that only works like 80% of the time. <laughs> Uh. Also, Thor was better than I thought it would be. <laughs> Thor's great. Okay, Thor so, is great. So to to get ready for oh what a for Ragnarok maybe I don't even know. It was Probably. either it was either for Civil War or Ragnarok. But oh no, okay, I think Civil War was I watched all the Captain America movies at school with people because I hadn't seen them, and I I, I could I didn't have to see them. Because uh, well, here's the thing. Actually, well, no, you do have to see this. them. You, you have, have to see. see well, them no, you have know... to see Winter Soldier in Age of Ultron <laughs> yes. if you're going to understand Civil War, because yes. those three are the freaking trilogy. Captain America not is nothing but a prequel to Avengers. Yeah, no. It's a good prequel to Avengers, but it's a prequel to Avengers, and that's it. I actually, but if do... you want to actually make any sense of Civil War and all the stuff that's yeah. going on, where people are like, I don't understand this, this or that, that's mm -hmm. because like half the plot points come from Winter Soldier, and half the plot points come from freaking Age of Ultron. Yeah. That's it's it. It's <laughs> crazy. Um, but, like, I don't, like, we know, we all know that I do not like Captain America. But, like, I, the first Captain America movie is not that bad because it's in the past. And I don't have to deal with <laughs> any of the future bullshit of Captain America. I just have to deal with, like, good, like, young, like, 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 still naive, young, whatever, Steve Rod Like, it's fine. Like, I like the first Captain America. Except for, except for like really badly made tiny CGI Chris I know, Evans. But it's it looks so bad funny. in Captain America. It looks bad in Civil War. It's so they don't funny. get better at doing it. It's so <laughs> funny. But uh yeah. Big I old just, head uh, on that tiny body doesn't work. Civil War is just so bad. But anyways, um it was before Thor Ragnarok. I had never seen the other the other Thor movies. And I, like I'm sitting there and Devin's like, we need to watch them. You need to watch them. And we sat down and watched both of them and I was like, I don't understand how I've never seen Thor. These are fantastic. Like, Natalie Portman, fantastic. 
And now she's gone, never to come back to the yeah, MCU. We like, used her up, and she's off. It sucks. <laughs> but I, I can't believe how good the Thor movies are. Well, it was, and it's so funny because I remember, like, my for the longest time, my feelings on Thor were this is just a movie to bridge, you know, stuff coming up yeah. for for Avengers and stuff because you've got S.H.I.E.L.D. in the middle of that and all of this other stuff going on. And, and it sets up Loki for Avengers and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Rewatching it this time. So Thor is the third MCU film to come out. Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, <laughs> which is does not... Does that count? Does it does. It still does. No, it still does. does. It? Because, wow. because William Hurt's character carries over into Civil War, uh, comes back and all of that. It's just, they just don't ask back Edward Norton because Edward Norton fought with the director the whole time and they decided they didn't want to work with him anymore. It's also really weird Got that um, before, you know, before Disney comes in for Avengers... Um, Paramount was putting out all of uh, the MCU films, except for Incredible Hulk, which is Universal for some reason. <laughs> so it's like it's already weird that of the first like six of the of the in- initial six movies of the MCU, one of them just is put out by a different company for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, but Thor was the first one out of those three. You know, Iron Man is all Robert Downey Jr. Like I said, it's just that it's just. A, an action movie with Robert Downey Jr. And a movie where you've got Jeff Bridges, of all people, <laughs> who is still very good in the movie. I just, he's in a different movie. <laughs> because Robert Downey Jr., in every line, has to just be fucking cracking wise at everything. While everybody else is, like, actually in a movie. Mm. Robert Downey Jr. is like, yeah, but also I'm here. <laughs> and, and then Incredible Hulk, which comes out from a different company. So people are like, what the hell is this weirdness? Why is Robert Downey Jr. showing up in this after credit scene yeah. for a different company? And then Thor is the first, I think, real MCU film. And that's what I realized watching it this time. Because when you watch the first Thor, it does feel like... I can, I, can, I can remember and I can see people looking that after Iron Man and Hulk, Thor being like, what the hell is this? Why is this like, why is this setting up characters like Hawkeye is just there and then not there anymore? And it's setting up all of this stuff going forward. And why, why do we care about any of this? Mm-hmm. Except that now you realize that it was setting up literally everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's doing it in such a better way because that is a movie that is just funny. It's not one character is funny and everybody else is oh, doing yeah. other stuff. It is Everybody. that whole movie is funny. Cat oh, Dennings is fucking brilliant yes. in that movie. Yeah, every and Natalie like... Portman is funny, and it's really hard for Natalie Portman to be funny sometimes. <laughs> I love Natalie Portman. I, I love Natalie Portman about. too, but she's a great dramatic actress. Oh, she yeah. is not like a comedic timing she's... type of person. Yeah, but she's and fantastic yeah, she's in those movies. Hilarious in those oh. movies. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Like it feels like no, we're a team on this one, and we're gonna act like a freaking team, and, and like, have and everybody have their time. Like it's like it's just like it is a lighthearted, goofy mm. movie that has its heavy moments. Oh, and there yeah. you go, and that that becomes like the formula for all of the best MCU stuff going forward. Yes. Then after Avengers, you hit the dark times, <laughs> and oh my god. <laughs> Because you, 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 I, I said something in me the other day, and you were like, these things are in phases. <laughs> but yes. Wait, 
uh, you said this on Discord when I said, oh, I'm on like phase two. And you're like, wait, why are these in oh, phases? yeah. I had yeah. no idea that there it's are just phases a, to the it's, MCU. It's, it's the development cycle, basically. So everything, you know, Iron Man to the first Avengers was phase one. That was everything they kind of had planned out. That was where they were going. Yeah. And then phase two, quote unquote, was everything up to Age of Ultron with Ant-Man tacked on at the end for some reason, yeah. but probably to make people laugh because they had just spent five movies making you super depressed. And then, <laughs> and then everything since Ant-Man has been phase three, like it ends with end game and then phase four will be whatever comes next yeah. and all of this. So, so phase two is, you know, Iron Man three. So it starts off with what if, you know, what if Tony had PTSD and also so <laughs> people just exploded. And, so it's good, but I don't know. It feels like there's like eight different plot lines going on in that movie, I think that's and so why like, I like it. <laughs> it. It just feels like, but the problem is that it's it's eight different plot lines, and they kind of only come together sometimes. And yeah. I think that's the thing that bothers me the most about it is that like, like the whole thing with him having PTSD and having anxiety that kind of stops halfway through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that that once he leaves the town in Tennessee, which I did not realize he got to forty five minutes into that two hour movie. Mm. Like once he gets to that town, he has one more anxiety attack talking to the kid and that's it. That's it doesn't come up the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's done. And it's like, okay. And then like in that final scene, in that final fight scene, Pepper Potts like we think is dead for a little bit, and then she comes back at the end of that fight scene and he doesn't really process that at all <laughs> because she comes back before the fight is over. So she just like falls into some fire and he gets up and is like, well, now you made me bad. And then she shows up again. And so there's no real drama to the fact that she's kind of dead for like two minutes in yeah. that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and <laughs> then there's like, see, Thor... I don't remember those low moments. I haven't seen it in a long yeah. time. And then there's like Thor, the dark world, which is so much better oh. than I thought, like uh, that I remember, but so is also like, half that movie takes place on a planet that is 80% black. So like you can't see anything going on. Mm -hmm. And this is all during the time that like, I have to look at the timing on um, this, the years that they came out, but you're talking about like right after dark Knight returns or not dark, oh, Knight, okay. dark Knight rises and everything. So like the bleak realistic, yeah. well, like these are the consequences of being a superhero movies are all coming out. Yeah. So like Iron Man three is all about like the consequences of Tony having PTSD and all this and Thor, the dark world is all of this dark, the dark elves from before the time have come back to do this. And, uh, then you get Winter Soldier, which is all about like Steve being like, well, America was great until it started spying on people. And now blah, blah, blah. Best part then, of Winter Soldier is Bucky. Yeah. And you know what's really funny? <laughs> Bucky doesn't really matter in that movie. The Winter Soldier doesn't actually have to be in that movie for that movie to happen. You can have any sort of like assassin in that movie in place of Winter <laughs> Soldier. It's just that like they just were setting up civil war by yeah. having it be Bucky. That's all it is. His character, like like Steve's relationship to Bucky, aside from having some dramatic moments, doesn't actually affect the fucking storyline to that movie at all. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> makes me so <laughs> mad. Ugh. <laughs> This is also the part where you start getting like everything is to really set up what's coming next. So oh, like yeah. even for the dark world is just all about the reality infinity stone. Yeah. <laughs> because they're all fighting over the ether, which turns out to be an infinity stone. And hey, spoiler alert, the Tesseract is an infinity stone. <laughs> and hey, that scepter from Avengers, also an infinity, infinity stone. stone. Yeah. Everything's an infinity stone. Oh, uh, it's crazy. Daniel Age of Ultron, James Bader is great. James Bader is still amazing as Ultron. 
I like nothing visuals. else in that movie. Nothing, nothing else in that movie matters. James Spader is old child is great though. <laughs> I really do like Age of Ultron. I, it was I, okay. I liked it. I mean, I, it's I better I, than Civil War. <laughs> I have so many well, problems with thing. Civil War. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because they are a trilogy, Civil War is just the sequel to Age of Ultron. Ugh. It's just a part, not even a sequel, it's a part two. In the same way that, like, Endgame is part two to Infinity War, yeah. Civil War is just a part two to Age of Ultron. So, like, nothing matters in Civil War if you don't care about Ultron or, like, if you didn't see it like some people yeah. might have done. Yeah. And, like, you can't watch Captain America, the first Avenger, and then Captain America... Uh, the Winter Soldier, and then Captain America: Civil War. That trilogy doesn't work. No, no, absolutely not. Because there's too many different things going on. Like, it's ah. ridiculous. You can't even really see Civil War without seeing Ant Man in between. Oh yeah, because no. Otherwise, because otherwise you don't know who Ant Man well, is when he shoots thing. up in that's, the movie. That's the issue with Civil War is that it is totally a fuck you to anybody who hasn't seen anything. Like, like that's why my mom hated it. She's like, I don't know. What is going on? I, I saw the trailer for this, thought it looked cool, wanted to see it, and, like, I have been bamboozled. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny because, like, like I think Infinity War and even Age of Ultron in the first Avengers are all kind of that way. But because they're titled Avengers, they kind of have this idea of, hey, by the way, this is the meetup movie. So, like, yeah. this is where a bunch of plot lines might converge. Yeah, you like, might need to see some movies before you see these. But Civil War never felt like... No, what because it's Captain America it's movie. Captain America. <laughs> like, it's called Captain America Civil War. It's not Avengers Civil War. Exactly. Like, like exactly. if it was called Avengers Civil War, yes. you. Yes, I agree with you. Or even just Civil War. Yeah, just they just had not War. named it anything uh, other than just Civil War. So <sighs> Plus, I, that's uh, also the one where it's like he's, it turns out that he's been like flirting with Peggy's niece this whole time and you get yeah, that weirdness going weird. on. It's weird. It's uh, weird. The only good part of that movie is the airplane. It's, it's the airport scene. And it's I've decided, you know why that? Parts. And do you know why that fight is so good? Because now that I've watched all of these movies, I can tell you why that fight feels so good. It's because it's well lit. You can see yes. everything that's going on. It's yes. not blurry. It's not like it's, it, there's some shaky uh. cam, but it's not shaking so much that it gives you a headache to look at. The MCU had fallen so much into the idea, and this would come back in later movies. This uh. even happens in Infinity War. So many of the fight scenes are like half in the dark. You can't see what's yeah. going on. That's ridiculous. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. How many? So what are the three movies you have left? So I just watched... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Two. Okay. So I just finished that. So Homecoming, yeah. uh, Black uh, Ragnarok, and Black Panther are okay. the three I have left. So right. at least I'm ending on three strong yes! moves. Yes! Well, four uh, strong moves. I really like Volume Two as well. Yeah. Don't even get. Yeah, you were about to say something about Homecoming. I could hear it in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I heard well. Like uh, never. I liked it when I saw it. I've also Listen, only seen it the one time, so let's see what happens. Listen, here's the thing about Homecoming. You know it has a spot in my heart because it's Spider-Man. So you know <laughs> that I'm not about to say I hate Homecoming. I was just, you know. I just know you have some misgivings about Homecoming. I know. I remember. It's, you know, <laughs> it's... It, and it's Tom Holland, so of course it's gonna be a, there's gonna be heart there's gonna oh. be a spot in my heart for it because I love and freaking Tom Holland. Civil War is such a treat. Uh, it's so good. Yes, for him. it's beautiful. <laughs> it's like, so good. Another love... reason why airport airport scene best part of the movie because it's the only part he's in. Yes, because <laughs> the only part he's in, 
And, and it's like a huge fuck you to every other Avenger. Because it's like, yeah, I'm a teenager and I can stop your metal fucking arm, Bucky. I also like, noticed that, like, Falcon keeps getting put up against the bug people. Because yes. he fights Ant-Man and Ant-Man. <laughs> and then he has to fight Spider-Man in Civil War. It's great. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Homecoming, uh, I will watch. I've, I have actually, sin- I think I have watched Homecoming again. Like, kind of. Half watched it. I don't know. I was on a ship. It was playing. I was falling asleep. Half watched it. And I don't know. I don't hate it. I, I do enjoy. I'm, I am no matter what going to enjoy a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> like it's just in my, it is in my soul that anything Spider-Man I am going to enjoy. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Cause that was also the first um, MCU film to come out after Deadpool. Yeah. And so, like, that was definitely, like, people had, like, so because of the comedy in Homecoming, I know a lot of, I think a lot of people saw that as, Wait. like, this their response to... Wait, it was? That, yeah, because it came out in July of 2017, and Deadpool came out in February. So, um... 2017? What was, and Ragnarok, and Ragnarok came out in November of 2016. Wait, no. De- are you talking about Deadpool 2? No. No. No, Deadpool definitely came out... Came out in February of 2017, didn't it? No. Because I... Definitely went and saw that while I was in college because I had and and definitely walked into the theater that you were about to be working at with a purse full of Popeye's chicken. Oh, sorry, 2016 came out February 2016. Yeah. And then um, yeah. and then let me see, Spider-Man: Homecoming, I believe, came out in July that same year. I think I was out of school. Oh no, it's 2017. Sorry, yeah. it is the year later. Okay. It is a year later. Oh, so it's a year um, later. But, you know, yeah, by the way, I don't know if you heard my Popeye's chicken story. I don't think I have, no. Yeah, when I first saw Deadpool, I went with Joe and Joe's brother. And uh, we went to the the showcase that you're going to be working at. And I went in with a purse full of Popeye's chicken. Not my job to stop that. I'm only there to serve alcohol to people I can properly ID. I got nothing to do with the rest of it. I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't have enough time to finish my Popeye, so I just stuffed it in my purse, and they were just like, what the fuck, why did yeah, you just fine. do that? And I'm like, guys, you don't understand, it's Popeye's, I'm not just throwing it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, so Homecoming, Ragnarok, and Panther. Mm-hmm. But Ragnarok came out in November of 2016, right? Yes. And then it was... No. No. Or did that come out in 2017, November? I think that was 2017. Was Homecoming before? Yeah, Homecoming is before Ragnarok. I looked at the list a thousand times. I've also spent so much time on the Wikipedia page for the MCU (laughs) list that I saw Captain Marvel get added to it this week. Yeah, I know you said that, and that's fantastic. Because I was looking at the the list that had them in, like, the phases and all of that, and it kept stopping at Black Panther, or or not Black Panther, at... um, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp oh. over and over and over it would stop at Ant-Man and the Wasp and then all of a sudden yesterday I look at it I was like oh it says, it says Captain Marvel now that's awesome someone, someone went in and edited this that's so cool <laughs> that's awesome but yeah uh, yeah I don't know I'm I'm excited to see how you feel in after these next three movies I am too I'm excited because like I know that at the very least I know that like uh, between Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther those are my top two Marvel movies I know I'm going to enjoy those oh, yeah but it was I, also I weird to like. Watch, I want to watch Thor Ragnarok again so bad. <laughs> it was like so interesting to go back and watch like, 
you know, especially the ones I hadn't seen more than once, like Winter Soldier, like all that, all that Phase Two stuff. As much as like, I was groaning through a lot of it, I did enjoy some stuff that was thrown in there that I had not seen before because it had been so long since I watched them. And like, I do still like Captain America as a character. I just think it's ridiculous that they stuck like the weirdest trilogy in the middle of that that has nothing. Like, oh, it's so weird. It's so strange. <laughs> I also don't know. Like, there's also things now that I'm looking at that I can't like believe like at the end of uh, civil war vision is at the Avengers compound and Wanda is still in prison getting broken out by Steve at the end of that movie. And we don't see either of those characters again until infinity war when they're together and in France. <laughs> so like, how did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. Things you're not supposed to think about, but I definitely thought about <laughs> and like, the story to Ant-Man is really just the same story as Iron Man in that a tall, bald businessman wants to take the technology and make weapons out of it for the military. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also Iron Man and Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 are all the same friggin' story. Yes. <laughs> and that big businessman wants to, you know, businessman is evil and Iron Man has to stop evil businessman yeah. who's trying to steal his technology to yeah. do things. It's a lot of recycling. The MCU is a lot of recycling of the well, same story. <laughs> and also, I, I'm I'm pretty certain. I mean, I'm I'm probably pulling this one out of my ass now. But Iron Man two, I think, came out. Actually, you know what? I th- you know what? Now that I realize, Iron Man two might have even come out before Thor. Thor might be the fourth MCU film, which means that you have Iron Man and then Hulk and then Iron Man two before <laughs> you get to Thor. And I think that there's a good chance that like Th- Iron Man two was not as planned. They're like, oh, oh no, yeah. we have. We have a plan for this and they were like yeah but iron man was so fucking popular and the hulk was so bad we're you have to make iron man 2 now yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah so yeah <sighs> MC, i can't wait until we have a full like after end game and we just have an entire like you know that someone's they're gonna sell like an infinity gauntlet that has all 21 movies in it you know that that's oh, gonna be yeah. a thing oh, <laughs> yes, obviously they'd be dumb <laughs> if they didn't like on on the Wikipedia if page, anything, I've been labeled. waiting for that day. I have been waiting for that day, so I could just be like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna buy them all right now." The, I don't the, care. The funniest thing is that on the Wikipedia page, it is if you go to like the list of MCU films in order or whatever the list the the article is called. The first it is called the Infinity Saga for the first thirty yeah. films, and I don't know what they're gonna do when the movies come out after that. Like, it was also pointed out to me <laughs> when. I, going to see Captain Marvel with my parents. I, I, I'm done with the MCU after this. I promise everybody. <laughs> but um, it was pointed out to me that because my mother, my mother does not always grasp the thousand things going on mm. in, in this. because She's like one of those people who only sees them like really in theaters and sometimes we'll, re- we'll rewatch the ones she really likes. But like we saw Captain Marvel and then we had to sit there for like half an hour and be like this is where this came from or this yeah. or this character was and this reference and all that yeah. so i think she's much like the average movie goer in that sense she's not like us where we keep all this crap in our heads <laughs> um but um you know the spider-man trailer was played before captain marvel like oh, it did yeah. when we saw it. and she was like and so she asked the very obvious question that many people ask which is why is he still alive which, oh, I guess, yes. giant spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't seen Infinity War yet. One of you. Um, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man's one of the ones that gets got in that movie. That's the um, worst part about all oh, of this. Well, 
Oh, it was so bad. I watched it when I watched it again. It no. still made me cry. Well, yes, because it's the worst. But what what I'm saying is the worst part of oh. all of this, all of this Endgame stuff, is that that Spider-Man trailer exists. Well, and here's the thing. Like... So she asked this again, and my father very plainly said, "Well, it happens before Infinity War, much like Ant-Man happened before. Or it happens before, yeah, Infinity War, much like Ant-Man did." And I was like, no, no, it comes out after because it's... And then I realized something. But, oh, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. It could <laughs> he's not very wrong well that happen. It, it's still time. I don't... It, I feel like Marvel may have gotten, like, bit the bullet and just, like, confirmed that it takes place after. Like, someone might have done that. I might just be making that up. I thought I saw a headline like that. But there's actually literally no reason that it can't happen between Homecoming and well, Infinity no, War. Yeah. Yeah, you're not so wrong. there's always a good chance that, like... I mean, aside from the fact that they said there would be a trilogy of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, there's actually no reason why he can't still be dead at the end of Endgame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, wow. when it really comes down to it, there's that a good... Really, that really puts some like, stuff into perspective for me. Right? Huh. Like... Thank you, uh, Mr. It's more, than likely, more than likely, it probably is it. But it's just the fact that he said that so plainly, and I was like, no, because... And then I went, wait. Wait, but no. No. But there is definitely wrong. enough time. I mean, between 2017 and 2018. I mean, now I need to see. If, I need to see if there's like anywhere that says Spider-Man definitively Home. that it takes place after. I mean, yeah, because that's I think also, everyone just assuming that it that it. Damn it! <laughs> There's a lot that everyone's assuming because of things like we know Guardians 3 is coming. And yes. we know that Black Panther 2 is coming. Yeah. And Black Panther, spoiler alert, also gut gut. Yeah. But guess what? We don't technically know what happened to Shuri yet. And Shuri also becomes Black Panther at some point. So what happens if Chadwick Boseman just was like, fuck it, I'm doing one movie and then I'm going to die. And yeah. then Letitia Wright can do it from now yeah. <laughs> Even though they have... Mm, we're not getting I into know. that. We're not I know. getting into it. That's we're not doing it. That's the whole other thing going on with all of this is how much like on the uh, on the other side of all of this is like Disney and Marvel just completely ruined the idea of marketing movies to the point where they're lying about their movies now. It's like so you think the trailers cannot be trusted. Yeah, I mean that's the problem. We don't know anymore because for the longest time Infinity War trailers had the Hulk fighting in Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. That's Guess what? very true. It's not in that freaking movie. No, Hulk never shows up. <laughs> it's kind of a big plot point that he never shows up in that movie. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't know. I'm excited uh, for Endgame, but we'll see. So, yeah, so I'm excited. I got three movies left. It's three good ones. Yes. Yes, it is. I will. So, I agree with you. It's three good ones. <laughs> One of them is definitely on the bottom of that list yes. of three. But, <laughs> but it's still a good one. Uh, I'm a, I'm always excited for Michael Keaton. You're never gonna oh, stop yeah, me being excited for Michael Keaton. No, so. I, and I don't. I will never fault you for that because you should always be excited for Michael Keaton. Oh. Uh, but yeah, but so we're done. I think I'm we're all done. tapped out. Are you done? I'm exhausted. We're tapping out. Oh I'm man. Exhausted. I'm sure I had other things I was thinking about while I was watching those, but really, well, just go thing. follow the hashtag ZMCU <laughs> and then fight with me about whatever the hell I said about these movies. Here's the thing. I 100% believe that after Endgame, we're going to have, like, a two-part episode of us just talking about the MCU. And, like, <laughs> like I, because there's definitely stuff that I want to go into on certain movies and, like, how I feel about the MCU. That might just have to be an event. We might need to get Devin and Seijin on this too. Like it might need to be a say report event of MCU craziness. But 
that is that is for another time to discuss. <laughs> uh, but yes, this is this. I'm done. I don't have anything else. Um, I don't know. You just. I think you're fried. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm all good for this week. Um, no bones. The, the final uh, part to the Dream Daddy thing should go up sometime this week. I've been watching Marvel movies, so I haven't been doing real work. Um, so that should go up this week. Next week, episode fifty. Whoop, whoop. Very excited for that. Um. <laughs> I don't imagine we'll get distracted by something else and have to put out a special. You know how annoying would that would be? That would be so bad. We're, today is April 2nd, so, like, we can't do April Fool's. No. Oh, thank God. But, thank like, God, okay. Ugh, April uh, oh, episode man. 50. Really, it's episode 51. We just didn't make it episode 50, everybody. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. But, yes, this has been Sarah Report Jr. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, I was just gonna go into like a YouTube spiel. That was weird. Um, Smash that like. I was gonna be like, I, I was gonna be like, I really hope you liked the episode. If you did, give a follow, give a like, give a <laughs> give a subscribe. Uh, you know, smash that like button down in the doobly doo down there, which is like all YouTubers used to call the description box. Oh, it's like go down to that thing down there. Oh man, YouTube has become weird. Anyways. Stay Report Junior. Hope you liked it. It's a podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every single week. I don't know if we bookend the episodes of that, but we did this week. Boom. You can follow us on YouTube <laughs> by searching Stay Report Junior. You can find our Stay Report Presents there where we do some video game playthroughs and all of our episodes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Stay Report Junior. Uh, and you can follow indiv- each of us individually. I am at Dale's Brain. And I am at Drewiski. And with that, I think we all should go get ice cream. <laughs> and take it away, Liz. I wasn't sure which one of us did that again. It cool. it Almost. Out. It worked out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.